And now, Veep Thoughts by Kamala Harris. There's a difference between equality and equity. Equity is everyone deserves to have, right? And be treated equal. But equity understands that not everybody starts out on the same base. So if you're giving everybody an equal amount, but they're starting out on different bases, are they really gonna have the opportunity to compete and achieve? This has been Veep Thoughts by Kamala Harris. Stu does America. Head over to blazetv.com slash stew. Help us push back against the rapid, unscheduled disassembly of America. Use the promo code stew and save 10 bucks. If you're watching on YouTube, give us a like right now. Just click like. This is a great time to do it. Subscribe to the channel as well. And don't forget to hit the bell for notifications too. Sarah Gonzalez is here to recap this entire insane week with me and also potentially start a blood feud with Charlize Theron. You won't want to miss that. The backlash against Donald Trump's CNN town hall continues to pour in. We'll look at the latest there. But we start by doing Biden's open border disaster. Okay, Title 42 is gone. Title 8 back in place. What's going to happen? What is going to go on at the border? Well, it's been an interesting picture so far. The New York Times describes it this way. Minutes after Title 42 expired, scenes of anxiety, anxiety and weariness along the border. Well, their emotions are very important to me. I want to I make sure I under, uh, you understand that. Um, and uh, I, they did look emotional, many of them, as they ran towards the border. Here's one of the, there's a couple of these pictures that are coming out from the border. I don't even know what part of the border this is. But you see, lots of people running, trying to get to the border openings uh, as things are starting up. Then you also have another swarm here. They're tearing down some sort of barrier. I don't even know what these things are. Uh, this is at least what's being reported. Now, some of this, I mean, it doesn't all look like this. There's been some relative calm at certain places on the border, uh, especially when, uh, you know, you have uh, all sorts of crazy things going on. Um, if you were concerned or, or interested, at least, into the reasons why so many people are coming to the border right about now, CNN was able to hunt down a, an illegal immigrant and give us an answer on that. Were you aware of Title 42 and that they were going to open the border com uh, like before the pandemic? Sí, sí, sí. Por eso viniste, but that's why you came? Claro, igual que mucha gente. Yeah. Okay, well, thank you. Gracias, muchas gracias. Y suerte con tu viaje, Pedro. Uh, Pedro, it represents a lot of the stories here, the migrants that we're uh, hearing on the streets. Uh, so many uh, officials here have told us they are ready for what's coming next, projecting an air of confidence. Sarah, only time will tell if they're right. Mm. Sarah. Yeah. Interesting to note that he was well aware of Title 42 uh, coming down. That's what a lot of people are, are worried about. <laughs> we give them indications as to what we're doing. They, they, we really dictate how many people come to the border by our stance toward the illegal immigration problem. And our stance is basically nothing. Now, the overwhelming chaos that was thought to potentially happen right as the Title 42 situation went down, as we mentioned before, uh, it did go uh, expire last night at midnight on yesterday's show. Uh, it was alleviated a little bit because of a couple of different Biden approaches. Um, the idea of letting a bunch of people across the border before Title 42 actually expires, therefore alleviating the, the chaotic elements uh, at the border in most cases. I, you could say that's good. It's one way to solve the problem, I suppose. 
if we just let everybody in before the deadline, well, then there's not going to be much of a rush at the deadline. You know, like if you owned a an amusement park and you have an amusement park and you hear rumors and a social media app, everyone's tweeting about it. Thousands of teenagers are going to come at opening uh, at 8 a.m. and they're going to rush the gates. Well, I guess what you could do is open all of the doors at 6 a.m. and let everyone in and not do anything about it. I mean, that's one approach. You wouldn't have a rush at 8 a.m. if you let everyone in before 8 a.m. I don't know that that solves the problem because there's still a bunch of people inside the park that didn't pay. And that's what we're going with now here on the border. We have thousands and thousands of illegal immigrants that have been allowed and, in fact, encouraged to come across the border over the past week or so. And that has alleviated some of the actual stress on the border. One of the things that's interesting about this, and we mentioned this yesterday, is that the Biden administration is actually coordinating with Mexican immigration officials on the timing of groups of, uh, of migrants. 150, 200 migrants will go across the river, go up, get apprehended by uh, border security. Then another group of 150 or 200 will wait with Mexican uh, immigration officials. They will wait until they get the signal from U.S. officials that everyone's been processed, and then they're crossing the border again, and we're just letting people flow in. They're trying to make the chaos organized is that a solution? I mean, look, maybe you don't have a rush at the gate, but, you know, there's a ton of kids on the freaking roller coaster that didn't pay. And that's a big, big problem. Um, now, uh, it's not just, of course, that illegal immigrants will come here. Look, we are in favor of having immigrants come here if they come here legally. They often can add a lot to our country and have in many, many cases. However, it's not just what damage they might do, committing crimes as an economic burden, whatever you want to list as the potential uh, ill effects of illegal immigration. It's also we're just going to start giving them a bunch of crap, right? They're going to give all sorts of assistance and it's going to cost you money. In fact, now the Obama phone is back. Look at this. This is uh, this is new video that's come in from the post millennial and you see Legal immigrants getting brand new shiny phones. Do you have a brand new shiny phone? Look down at your phone right now. Is that brand new and shiny? Is there a big fat crack in it? Did you drop it on the pavement a couple of weeks ago and you can't really get it fixed because your, uh, your, your deal isn't up for another six months? Uh, maybe you're holding on to it because, uh, you know, you've got it paid off and you don't want to go get a new one. Well, you should just become an illegal immigrant because you can get a new one that way. And you might say... Why? why? Why do illegal immigrants need to get phones? I mean, that's not really a priority of the U.S. government. Well, maybe it's so they can get on the app. And this is important. There's a new app out for you, the illegal immigrant. Yes. Aren't you excited about it? Migrants struggle, though, unfortunately, to get appointments on Border Patrol app. The thought here was, hey, once again, let's just make the illegal immigration organized. That's the goal of the Biden administration. They don't want to see Tons and tons of children sleeping on floors. Uh, you know, um, they don't they don't want those images out there. They, that hurts them. So what they want to do is make the illegal border crossing more organized. That's really all they're trying to do. It helps them politically and they don't have to actually solve the problem on the border. Now, they decided to create this app. And shockingly enough, the people who designed the Obamacare website are not able to pull this one off so well. New York Times writes, on the banks of the Rio Grande, Grande in Matamoros, Mexico, across from Brownsville, Texas, a group of 11 migrants from Venezuela tried to secure an appointment on Thursday as they sat outside their tents. They refreshed their phones again and again, only to get error messages in response. What a shock. The system was overwhelmed with thousands of migrants trying to secure appointments and the available slots soon filled up. 
out of the group of 11, not one have been able to secure an appointment. Slate went a little bit farther and snarkier. They said Biden's asylum app is basically unusable. From our observations, it is abundantly clear that the app turns the legal right to asylum into a lottery, one you can only play if you have the right amount of money, speak the right language, or have the right skin tone. Mm, Got to bring racism into it. Um, even for those who have the opportunity to play, the odds are not in their favor. Across the entire southwest border at any given point in time, there are an estimated 100,000 people attempting to register for the approximately 700 to 800 slots available each day. I don't know, maybe 100,000 is too many. You know, like, we look, the, the American people have been incredibly generous since World War II, saying, hey, if you're having problems somewhere in the world, Come here, we'll do our best to take care of you, if you do it the right way. 100,000 people coming from every South American and Central American country is not what we had in mind. It's not a system that's designed to take in entire nations of people or uh, entire cities full every single month. That's not how this is supposed to work. Now, there are some efforts to push back against this. What do we do to stop this from happening? Well, Unfortunately, Biden has control of the presidency. The Democrats have control of the Senate. There's not that much that can be done on the federal level. States can do something, though. In Florida, a federal judge has temporarily blocked Biden's migrant parole policy. Uh, Florida federal judge border decision, very harmful, says Mayorkas, whose name sounds like a Greek yogurt. Um, here's what uh, they said in Politico. Siding with Florida and the administration of Republican Governor Ron DeSantis, U.S. District Judge uh, T. Kent Werethel uh, ordered a, uh, the federal government to stand down from its proposed move to parole migrants crossing the southern border through Texas. The Biden administration has been preparing for a substantial influx of arrivals ahead of the COVID area Title 42 rules expiring at midnight and is now locked in legal saga. And again, this is another way to get the same goal that we've been talking about from the Biden administration. They can very easily solve the chaotic problems at the border by just pre-legalizing people. They check in on an app, you let them in. Well, there's not going to be a rush at the border if you're just letting people in, whoever has the app. Uh, you're letting people in in advance of the Title 42 fall down. I mean, this has been a, a consistent thing that we've seen over the past few weeks, and we have a lot of evidence to support it. When asked about the impact the decision could have, uh, Greek yogurt said it was a very harmful ruling attacking a practice that prior administrations have used while speaking on MSNBC Friday morning because, of course, he was. The Justice Department is considering its options, he added, after being asked if the administration will appeal the decision. Now, one of the things that Republicans have come up with is pushing back at the state level. Greg Abbott has, you know, a lot of people have complained about uh, Greg Abbott and that he hasn't taken action fast enough. It does seem like he has taken action, however, and they are trying to do something on the border. Um, one of the actions taken by, uh, by Texas and Arizona and Florida uh, as well is this idea of um, busing illegal immigrants out to usually blue cities. Blue cities say they're sanctuary cities. They say they have, we need to take care of these people. People in Texas are mean. We're nice up here in Chicago and New York and LA and, and, and Philadelphia. And of course, once these people started arriving there, their tone completely switched. Suddenly, they were very upset these illegal immigrants were there. State of emergency in New York, state of emergency in New York City, state of emergency in Chicago. Uh, this is happening in city after city after city because they are freaking out that illegal immigrants are coming there. I will say there's an exception to this rule. 
You know, everyone seems to be understanding the burden of, of a large illegal immigration problem or even a moderate sized one when it comes to these cities. There is an exception to that rule, though. However, Philadelphia Mayor Jim Kenney says this morning we welcomed 31 asylum seekers from Venezuela who were bused here from Texas. Many of these folks came to America in search of a better life and as a welcoming city with a capital W. We are proud to provide assistance and support. Well, that's good news. There's a city who wants the illegal immigrants inside of it. That's fantastic. You know, we're sitting down here in Texas saying, hey, we need to control the border, not because we don't like people from Central American countries. They're welcome to come here legally. But if they're going to come here illegally, we don't want them here, and we don't have a way to deal with them. There's far too many. But Philadelphia is different. Philadelphia is different than New York and Chicago, too. They're saying, we want them here. We can do it. We can take care of all of them. And that's why I'm proud to endorse a full and utter all-out release of all illegal immigrants that come into the state of Texas, all of them going to Philadelphia. They're asking for them. This is one of those things where we have this crazy situation where we have a problem here in Texas, and Philadelphia says they have the solution. They say they want to help, and we say we want to transport them to you so you can do all of the work with them. This is a fantastic opportunity for every border state. So what I would suggest is every single illegal immigrant that comes across the border, put them on a bus and send them to South Philly. Every single one of them. The cheesesteaks are incredible. They're the best in the world. They're right there. They're available. I'm sure the fine people of Philadelphia will welcome you with open arms and will buy you cheesesteaks. They will put you up in their homes, their apartments. They will take you out to dinner. They will give you medical care. They will do all of the things you're demanding from Texas. But Philadelphia is saying they have all the resources to do it for you. So go to Philadelphia. Mayor Jim Kenney has given you an open invitation to go to Philly and he will help you out. Take him up on it. And in fact, we will help you with the transportation. Now, you think about these blue cities and I'm not even saying this in like some like, oh, screw these blue cities. Not at all. They're telling us they can do this. They're telling us they want this. They're telling us that people in Texas are mean and we don't like people who don't look like us. I don't know if you've ever been to Texas. Nobody looks like anybody else. OK, we are sitting here broadcasting from the most diverse city in America. I kid you not. Irving, Texas, the most diverse city in America, much more diverse than Philadelphia. But let's just say, OK, you, you I, I think you're wrong on that, but you think Texas and people in Texas and Texans are haters? Fine. They shouldn't be. These illegal immigrants who are running from these hateful societies that where they're from should not be tortured to stay in a state like Texas where evil conservatives might not like them. Therefore, we can send them to Philly where they will be loved because they're super nice in Philly. They're welcoming in Philly. They're a welcoming city with a capital W, said the mayor. Now, they, of course, also say that they have humane systems to care for these people. Where in Texas, we're conservatives. We don't even have a state income tax. 
right? So we can't, of course, do anything. But you up there in Philly, you're taxing the rich. You can use all that money to take care of all the illegal immigrants. By the way, I should note, you shouldn't be shipping them out to other cities like you seem to be doing. I don't know why you're doing that if you're welcoming them. But forget about that for just a second. We'll just keep the buses coming. I want a caravan. I think there should be a, a line you can see from space. That is a bunch of buses going from Texas to Philadelphia. It should just keep happening all the time until they say they've had their share. You let me know when that is. And then we'll send, I don't know, a few thousand more per day just to mix things up. Um, How about the fact that, you know, they keep saying that Texas is not only a hateful city that doesn't have any resources and any system set up for people in need, but they also say it's an incredibly violent culture filled with guns everywhere. Well, let's send them then to the relative safety of Philadelphia. This is a perfect solution. Bus after bus after bus away from the evil, unsafe Texas and all the way to the super duper safe South Philly. This is going to be incredible. Now, I know A long time ago, Will Smith had some problems in South Philadelphia, okay? He was born and raised there. He'd spend his time on the playgrounds, and then he was shipped to Bel Air, which I guess was nicer. But that's no longer the case. Now Philadelphia is a gleaming example of safety as compared to Texas. So let's do the right thing for these illegal immigrants. Let's bring them to a city that wants them. Let's bring them to a city who can care for them. Let's bring them to a city who will accept the diversity of the population. And let's bring them all, all of them, 100%. Let's bring all of them to Philadelphia because of the safety. They can get away from all of the guns on the streets here in Texas. A safe, welcoming city of Philadelphia. The city might I remind you, of brotherly love. They are going to love you there. You can move in with the politicians. You can hang out and have brunch with all of the residents. This is going to be incredible. What an incredible win for all of us, for Texas, for Philadelphia, and most importantly, for those illegal immigrants. I say this to all illegal immigrants coming across the border after the fall of Title 42. Welcome to South Philly. Man, I love Factor meal delivery. Uh, Factor is awesome because, and it's it's awesome for someone like me, because I don't I don't want to cook. It's too much effort. I don't really want to do it every night. Now I know I shouldn't be eating unhealthy fast food through the. I know I shouldn't be doing that, but I want to have a home cooked meal. And I don't want to have anything to do with it. I don't want to have to clean it up. I don't want to have to cook it. I know my wife doesn't want to do that either. She will tell you the most cooking that she wants to do is in the microwave for two minutes and 40 seconds because that's how long it takes to microwave a factor meal. Now, you might say, well, I don't want to microwave meals. No, these are like prepared, uh, flavor-packed options. Uh, They give you a ton of different uh, options uh, when it comes to the menu. Calorie smart, keto, vegan, vegetarian, protein plus, whatever you want, they've got it. And you can skip something every week. You can add a protein to certain meals. You can do, you can customize how you want. They have over 34 chef prepared, dietitian approved weekly options. These are like home cooked meals. You just heat them up. They're delicious. And it's like you put in the effort yourself. This May, you can get factor and enjoy clean eating without the hassle. Simply choose your meals and enjoy fresh flavor packed meals delivered right to your door, ready in just two minutes. No prep. 
no mess. Head to factormeals.com slash America 40. You can use the code America 40 to get 40% off your first box. That's code America 40 at factormeals.com slash America 40. Get 40% off your first box. It's factor meal delivery. Happy to welcome Sarah Gonzalez back to the set. And of course, she's the wonderful host of the News and Why It Matters right here on Blaze TV. She's also the executive director of Defend Our Kids Texas. Sarah, thanks so much for coming on the program. Yeah, thanks for having me. It's also, Megan Kelly twin with me this week. We were yes, both on this week. We were week. both on, yeah. I was you were on today's today. episode. Mm -hmm. Very I cool. Was. And you guys talked about uh, drag queens. We did. As you like to do. We did. As it you like to do. It seems to be a reoccurring topic people bring up when they talk to me. Wouldn't it be nice if it wasn't? Like, wouldn't it be nice if that problem went away and you didn't have to talk drag queens every day? I actually would love it if I not only never had to talk about drag queens every day, but also see drag queens every day. I I'm okay right. not seeing men dressed up as women. Really? Yeah, I think so. You mean like the previous thousand years before the last four? I, I feel like the last four yes. years, all of a sudden, it's just been drag queen time. Mm -hmm. Yes. Right, this, yeah. is not, you know, yeah. this is not good. Um, now, you've been working, of course, with this organization trying to trying to fix some of these yeah. problems that I, I didn't think, mm -hmm. I mean, not that recently, or not that long ago, I thought were not problems. Like I didn't five think, minutes ago? Yeah, like if it didn't feel like one of the issues we were struggling with as a country was, I don't know, should a bunch of guys dress up in thongs and jiggle in front of children? <laughs> but here we are, yep. and I, we are moving very fast. Um, yes, you could say that. And I, I keep telling people when I'm talking to them about you know having to implement these laws, these laws don't exist on the books because the lawmakers couldn't have had the foresight to be like, <laughs> yeah. hey, we need to make sure to address this thing that literally everyone knows not to do. Right. Have grown men dress up like women, gyrate in front of young children while sexually explicit songs play in the background. No one ever thought that it was possible that our society would do that yeah. as, like, as a big mass thing. That's the only reason why it's already not defined as a law on the books. Right. Like if they were to say like uh, if you were to say right now, um, no mud wrestling in school. Right. Like <laughs> I, I don't know if there's a mud wrestling law, a at school, but there might not be a law against it. True. Right? It just is one of those things that like no one ever does. Right. And right. we all understand that no one ever should do that. Right. But if all of a sudden the left started saying, we well, you know what we these mud wrestlers need, need their express their freedom of expression. I think MSNBC and everybody on the left would be like, these mud wrestlers are, are uh, LGBTQM. We yes. have mud wrestlers. We're adding them to the acronym. Exactly. It's really exactly. disturbing. I know. I know. It is. It's really sad. I will say uh, I don't have much hope in the Texas House or the Texas legislature as a whole. But I will say the bill that the, the left keeps calling the drag ban bill, which obviously doesn't ban drag. It no. just prevents people from dancing sexually explicitly in front of children. The bill here in Texas that we have been uh, working with legislators with, it's SB 12. It just was voted out of the um, House Affairs Committee. So it should go to the floor unless the speaker doesn't make it a priority. So we would like to put the Texas House on the record and, and just tell us all, all of the voters who voted you in, tell us all, are you okay with sexually explicit things being done in front of children, or would you like to protect kids? Put them on the record. It seems like an easy choice, it, right? It, again, it was up until about five minutes ago. Yeah, and I don't, I, I could be wrong, correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think you've ever protested a drag queen show at a bar in Deep Ellum for 21 and up, have no. you? No. Would you never. have any interest in doing never. that? Never, never, never. Now, I would like to say, for the record, I don't think 
drag is appealing as a, an adult woman. No, like I don't either I, as an adult man. It is a very bizarre thing to me that specifically, I'm glad that you don't like it, Stu, because I would worry if you did for obvious reasons. <laughs> but for me, as an adult woman, because it's always the women who go, right? Mm -hmm. I, I don't care to like throw my hard-earned money at men appropriating my gender. I, I just don't find that to be a productive thing to mm -hmm. do. I, I don't find it to be like it doesn't enrich my life at all. But I don't at all care to prevent other women or adults from doing it. I, it's just so bizarre. They keep saying drag queens are under attack. People are banning drag. Nobody's banning drag and nobody's attacking drag queens. But you're telling on yourself because all we're doing is trying to prevent children from being sexualized. So if you're equating drag queens with sexualizing children, I'd say you're telling on yourself a little bit. Mm, it seems like you are. Um, Charlize Theron uh, was coming after people like you, Sarah uh -oh. Gonzalez. Uh -oh. Charlize Theron uh, slams stupid anti-drag laws. I will F anybody up who's trying to F with, dra wow. <laughs> with drag queens. That's a That's tolerant. interesting stance. That's really, uh, I mean, I feel the love. Mm -hmm. They are the party of love and tolerance, and <laughs> yeah. I feel the love there. You know, it really is frustrating for me when I hear this garbage because it's like, they call me anti-trans. She just said anti-trans, yeah. right? First of all, there's a difference between drag queens and trans people. And the left seems to not understand this, which would be horribly offensive to me if I were a drag queen or a trans person. Yeah, they're they lumping them all together. Right, they understand it when it benefits them. Right. And when, it, when the opposite is true, they just ignore it. It's right. like the same thing with women. What is a woman? Well, right. I, we have no idea what it is. Oh, wait, now it's women's rights? Okay, now we yep. must defend women. It's, exactly. it's absurd. Exactly, but they keep calling us anti-trans. Right. And I would like to state for the record that I care more about these trans people than any of the medical community, mm -hmm. than any of the left who is pushing a radical ideology on young children. They're encouraging young children to mutilate themselves. They're encouraging young children to do all of these things that will cause irreversible harm. They are doing these things to these young children. I am saying, I don't think that we should be doing these things to children. How is that anti-anything? I would argue I care more about these people and I have more compassion for them than anyone who's trying to push them into something that will make them more apt to be depressed, more apt to you know, potentially commit suicide in the future. Who is anti-human here? Yeah, it's true. And it's, you know, like they keep trying to use these words like self or gender affirming, gender -affirming care, care, which mm -hmm. we know is really just, of course, the opposite. Mm -hmm. But it's going really far now. There was a story that came out, uh, I think it was yesterday or the day before, that they are now trying to lump in people without verbal abilities, kids without verbal abilities with maybe severe autism, where they can't even communicate that they want to be the other gender. We're supposed to now read into that, realize they want to be the other gender, and transition them without even their verbal consent. Yep. I mean, this is not a society or a civilization that can last. No. You can't, you can't, when you can't agree on basic truths, you just, you're not gonna wind up with a, with a, with a world that looks even mildly normal. Right, and, and I mean, specific to children, you know, just to, now again, I would argue that encouraging and pushing even adults, especially when you're talking about the, uh, the, the rate of autism and trans and how they intersect, mm. I would still make the argument that we shouldn't be pushing even adults into this type of lifestyle, right? Especially people with autism or people who are more of a vulnerable community who maybe need help in other ways rather than pushing them into this, but specific to kids. It's like, this shouldn't be hard. You shouldn't label people phobic or anti-trans or whatever the case may be because we're simply saying, hey, maybe we should actually treat the disorder 
which we've always done for eons on literally everything else, including this specific issue, up until like 10 years ago. Mm, it's bizarre. I, I want to go to the border here for a second, but sure. before I do, there's a good chance now that Charlize Theron's going to come here and fight you. Uh-oh. You know that's real now. This, is, this is what could happen. And I want to know, are you worried about, which, which Charlize Theron are you worried about? The one from Mighty Joe Young or the one from Monster uh, where she was a serial killer. I'm definitely knows. worried about the monster. Right. That is like the, if the if the mighty Joe Young <laughs> Charlize Theron shows up, you're gonna you're gonna kick her ass. Oh, for sure. Look how little she is. But the the Eileen Warnos one. Uh, that's I mean I have a lot of faith in you, Sarah. But that, that's I, scary. Even even I have to vote against myself on that one. <laughs> that's, I don't stand a chance. I will say the one I would be most scared about is uh, Atomic Blonde, which is of course the best Charlize Theron. Anyone who has ever seen that movie knows this to be true. But that's a whole other. I, I kind of give her a pass on anything that she says after that movie. But I may not have the same <laughs> wow. standards as you. Uh, let's go to the border. Uh, uh, let's go. Uh, let's change subjects to something more positive. Uh, to the border <laughs> where there's uh, tens, hundreds of thousands of illegal immigrants crossing the border. We don't seem to have any interest in stopping it. In fact, we have now seen evidence that the Biden administration is coordinating with Mexican Mexican immigration authorities on the timing of when these people should cross the river. I, I can't even believe this is going on. What do we do about it? Um, well, look, I think Texas has done something about it, right? Mm -hmm. Governor Abbott, who I don't want to give him too much credit because he should have been doing this two years ago, yeah. but he did at least deploy the Texas National Guard mm -hmm. to put that razor wire um, on the border. And it is working in that spot. But A, why didn't he do this two years ago? And B, there's still all of these people coming in through, oh, literally every other place where there is a hole, which is a very, very long stretch of, of land here. Right, right. They're coming in through Yuma and all of these other places. So, I mean, it's difficult to know what the Biden regime thinks is going to be the outcome here. I, I mean, you have people in Chicago. I was watching video of a Chicago City Hall where they were talking about how they were going to take yeah. in all of these illegal immigrants. And the Chicago residents were pissed. And they were like, we can't, we can't take all these people in. We don't want them. Right. So it's difficult to understand. That's that's a long, a long list of other states. Right. Um, New York City. Eric Adams has been very emphatic that they don't want any more illegal immigrants. I mean, you've got these left leaning sanctuary cities that it sounded so nice and so compassionate to call yourself a sanctuary city when you're so far in the interior of the country that you don't have to worry that any of these immigrants are ever going to reach your doorstep. Now that they are, you've got all of these left leaning cities, or I should, even shouldn't say left leaning. You've got these very radical left cities who are like, yeah, we can't do this anymore. So it's difficult to know, like, what the Biden administration thinks is going to happen here at the end of all of this, because yeah. you're going to see all of these leftist cities be turned into complete chaos. And they're going to like they they have eyes. They can see that it's a problem that the Biden administration has caused. You know, it's funny. I think it would be very hard to turn uh, Chicago into MAGA country, as Jesse Smollett once uh, once amused. But I, this is how you do it. Yes. Right. You yes. really you wind up with a huge illegal immigration problem, a huge crime problem. You don't enforce any of the rules. You let everyone fend for themselves and watch all the chaos ensue. Yep. That's how you convert people. I mean, I don't want to convert people that way. I, I, I think that's terrible. But like this is what they're doing to people. That's exactly right. And, you know, I was talking to um, Congressman Chip Roy yesterday on my show and I, I told him, I said, I don't understand how 
This, to me, this ends one of two ways because we've already, like all of the people who we've already let in, we're going to see disastrous consequences decades from now just because of that. So economically, mm. uh, you know, uh, uh, so much, so much chaos. So my thing is this ends one of two ways. Either it ends in the total destruction of our country as we know it, or it ends with mass deportations. That's the only way. I, mm. I, I don't see any other option because economically we cannot continue to accept this amount of people. Our resources are already strengthened. We can't even provide for poor Americans. We've got a homeless crisis in San Francisco and all of these other radical left cities. Americans are homeless. Americans are hurting. And you're going to throw in millions upon millions of illegal immigrants to continue to drain the system. They're getting a cell phone. They're being told that uh, their, their court date to show up to, you know, let's shake out this whole asylum thing is 2027. This is unsustainable. I don't see how it ends other than one of those two ways. It really does seem like in 2027. I mean, they've already had the whole Sorry. benefit. They want to come here for five years, right. four or five years. Right. It's incredible. The one thing I will say is that the only city leader I've seen, and I talked about this in the previous segment, was the mayor of Philadelphia who said, hey, we just got a bus of migrants and we welcome them. We, we yep. told you we could provide for them and we will. Yep. To me, every single person that comes across the border goes to Philly until he changes his mind. Yes. I yes. don't care. Send yes. 10,000 buses. Yep to Philadelphia, let them understand and let them, and look, if they really can provide for all these people, wonderful, that's the best place for them to be. Yeah, yeah, I want the streets of Philadelphia to look exactly like the streets of El Paso, Texas mm. right now, which means they are crammed in like sardines, there's nowhere to walk, there's nowhere to step, you can't even walk out onto the street because it is literally just bodies everywhere, all over the ground. I want that scene in Philadelphia, right now because El Paso didn't ask for it. Even the El Paso mayor who is a Democrat is like, we gotta do, we gotta do something about it. You know, he has bussed more illegal immigrants to other places more than Greg Abbott has bussed them. A Democrat mayor of El Paso because he knows that this is unsustainable for this tiny border town. Send them all to Philly. Send them all to Philly, I, I love it. Um, uh, Sarah Gonzalez, who by the way, in the fight with uh, Charlize Theron, will, as a big second amendment supporter, will be yep. very well armed. Yes, so I will. You will be My gun will be better than hers in, <laughs> in doesn't, Monster. Doesn't matter how well she kicks. Uh, or punches, or I think she did. She eat people, and it's been a while since I saw Monster. Again, I don't want to relive it. Still. No, I'd don't make me relive I'd, it. I'd rather not. There's like one female serial killer of all time, and they had to make a movie about her. That's it. <laughs> I mean, like, there's like, a, we got tons of serial killers you haven't made movies about that are guys. Where are those movies? News and why it matters. Uh, it's right Quality. here. On Bla yeah, thank you, Blaze TV. Um, Make sure to uh, follow her, of course, uh, her efforts as well with Defend Our Kids Texas. It's really, really important work she's doing. And on the Megyn Kelly podcast as well today. Check that out. Sarah, thanks for coming on the program. Thank you so much. You know, let's say you're in Philadelphia and there's about to be 10,000 buses of illegal immigrants moving into your town. You may want to move. And if you do, you will need a new home and a new real estate agent somewhere far, far away from Philly. So what do you do? You go to realestateagentsitrust.com. Realestateagentsitrust.com, the place to go to find the best agent in your area. They work with the, only the best agents in every market. They do this full time. Uh, so you're talking about in, uh, no inexperienced agents, only the best agents in your area. Whether you're buying or selling a home, no matter where you are, in the country, the team will make an introduction. They will follow you through the buying or selling process to make sure that you're satisfied. And then the agent
agents uh, will take you through the transaction and they're going to do it a good a good job with it because they're the best. Realestateagentsitrust.com is the place to go. Give them some basic info. They will walk you through the process. It's realestateagentsitrust.com. Realestateagentsitrust.com. I want to start this segment with a correction. Uh, earlier on the program, I said Will Smith was South Philadelphia born and raised, and he was West Philadelphia born and raised. I don't know how that happened. I'm very apologetic for it. It will never happen again. That I promise you. Uh, or at least until it happens again, it will never happen again. That's the Stu Does America accuracy guarantee. Um, let's talk... <laughs> Let's talk about the uh, Trump Town Hall. 3.3 million viewers. Now, that's uh, a number that is really, really good for CNN. It's not a good number overall. I mean, there was a time where you get that on a normal show on CNN and Fox News. In those days, they're, all these channels are looking for days like that now. But they got a 3.3 million uh, view day. And, and it's interesting because there was a lot of back and forth on this. You know, CNN, I think, is happy with this, generally speaking, because they got kind of what they want. I think they like the idea of Trump being the nominee. They know it's going to be good for their ratings. Uh, you know, Trump, of course, likes it. It helps his uh, his profile in the primary. And he did very well. I think he, he kind of rolled over the uh, the CNN um, anchor uh, and also had a cheering audience. So good for him. Kind of his first foray back into the campaign on, on TV in an adversarial environment. It goes on and on and on. There were some positives. I will say, though, um, the audience, and I mean like the CNN audience, not the people who went over to CNN for one night to watch Donald Trump because they were interested in what he was going to say. I'm talking about the typical every night CNN audience. It's a very small audience, but it does exist. And those people are very, very liberal. Uh, Since the Trump era began, most of the people who watch CNN are just like, you know, resistance members who watch it for resistance porn. They want to see people say really bad things about Donald Trump, want to get convinced that he's going to prison every other day. This is how this works. Well, Anderson Cooper addressed this a little bit. And, you know, he's been beat up a little bit by conservatives. Um, and, you know, look, his commentary is he's not a, he's not a Trump supporter. He's not a conservative. He's not even I don't even think like a you know, at one point, you may have said, oh, he's a middle of the road journalist or he's just a journalist. He doesn't show his opinions. That's not who he is anymore. He's a very liberal guy, but he's different than the progressives you see on, on MSNBC. I think he's an old school liberal. Like he's a guy who's way more liberal than I am, but actually can understand and have a debate with someone with a different opinion. Um, and I think his context, he said something about how, hey, if you never I understand if you never want to watch CNN again, that was taken out of context a little bit. Let me give you the full context of that moment. The man you were so disturbed to see and hear from last night, that man is the front runner for the Republican nomination for president. And according to polling, no other Republican is even close. That man you were so upset to hear from last night, he may be president of the United States in less than two years. And that audience that upset you, that's a sampling of about half the country. They are your family members, your neighbors, and they are voting. And many said they're voting for him. Now. Maybe you haven't been paying attention to him since he left office. Maybe you've been enjoying not hearing from him, thinking it can't happen again. Some investigation is going to stop him. Well, it hasn't so far. So if last night showed anything, it showed it can happen again. It is happening again. He hasn't changed, and he is running hard. You have every right to be outraged today and angry and never watch this network again. But do you think staying in your silo and only listening to people you agree with is going to make that person go away? 
I mean, he's basically saying, hey, this is who you have to deal with. I know in your fantasy world, Donald Trump is evil and he's Hitler and no one likes him, but they do. And you should hear what he's saying. I want to hear what the left is saying. I, I, I don't have that problem. Why do they have a problem? Why do they want everybody on the conservative side of the aisle silenced? Uh, you know, look, I think Anderson Cooper is a different kind of guy than a lot of the people in the media today. He is sort of an old school liberal. He doesn't, you know, he's all closer to that Bill Maher mold. He's not exactly Bill Maher, but he's closer to that mold than, you know, the AOCs of the world that freak out and need safe spaces every 13 seconds. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Remember, this is context. He's a he's a liberal guy speaking to his very, very liberal audience and saying, hey, you might want to pay attention to what the other side is saying. They're not going to go away. That's, I think, more of a, a healthy instinct than anything else. So I didn't mind the commentary as much as everybody else. It seemed to piss people off. But the bottom line was Trump got what he wanted, and it was a very good night for him. And he, he, he couldn't have possibly imagined it would go any better than that. And, you know, again, he is the overwhelming front runner for the Republican nomination. We'll see if and when DeSantis gets in. He's got a big event this weekend. We'll see if he announces something or we get indications as to when this race really starts picking up. We all went through a really weird time where supply chains just stopped, right? Like we couldn't, I had to wait 14 months for a car that I ordered. And that doesn't happen. It's not supposed to happen. Well, what about if that happened with you know, the medication supply? What if that just went away before our eyes? Most of the medicine in this country is manufactured in places like India and China. And you can bet they're going to take care of their own population before they take care of us. So what do you do when all of a sudden you or someone you love needs antibiotics and there are simply none around. The answer is you should have a, a supply on hand in case of a disaster. The Jace case from Jace Medical is a great way to keep yourself prepared for the worst. It's a pack of five different courses of antibiotics that you can use to treat a long list of bacterial illnesses. You know, things like UTIs, respiratory infections, sinusitis, skin infections, and a lot more. It's a great way to be ready for shortages. And if you travel overseas in particular, it's great for that because you never know with some of these uh, overseas health systems what you're going to be able to get access to. Don't get caught unprepared. Go to jacemedical.com and enter the code STU at checkout. J-A-S-E medical.com. Code is STU. It's Jace Case from Jace Medical at jacemedical.com slash STU. Well, Elon Musk has a new pick for a CEO. Getting some people worried. I don't know. I think we need to watch and see how this plays out a little bit. Her name is Linda Yaccarino. She is the uh, new head of, of Twitter. Now, the pushback here is because she has some comments, Harry, on social justice and uh, world economic forum uh, credentials and a lot of the stuff that Elon Musk has spent a lot of time fighting against. It kind of seems like an odd pick. On the other side of that, she is a big ad exec. Now, it, who knows? If she's like a creature of business and she's doing what her business requests and she's saying social justice things and she doesn't really believe them, it might be fine, right? I mean, if Elon Musk is really the person controlling everything over there when it comes to free speech, if she can come in and bridge that gap between a free speech guy like Elon and some of these big companies who ran away, this might make these big companies, these big advertisers feel okay going inside of Twitter again, which will help Twitter long term. That's the good side of this. Of course, the bad side is all of a sudden we're back in shadow ban land. Elon Musk has said specifically he's not going to let that happen. Don't worry about it. But, of course, we're going to trust and verify that. <laughs> we're going to make sure 
uh, that does not continue to happen. I hope that's not the case. But if it can help Twitter and give platform to a lot of people who have differing opinions, might wind up being okay. We'll watch closely. Hope you have a great weekend. BlazeTV.com slash stew. There's a big special coming up on Biden's uh, craziness next week. You don't want to miss that. Have a great weekend, and I hope LeBron James loses.